Welcome to another episode of the Ots and Audibles podcast. I am your host, Eric Scopel, joined today by a very special guest, 2021 Oregon women's basketball signee, Taylor Bigby. Taylor, thank you so much for joining us on today's show. Of course. Uh, let's start here. You signed about a week ago with Oregon. I know you committed well over a year ago, but what's the excitement level right now of you? I mean, I know you, you can kind of put that recruitment behind you now. You can kind of focus on the future. Um, kind of how did that feel to put your pen to paper there uh, last week? Um, it was super exciting. Um, not, I felt very accomplished. Um, you know, I still have more goals that I want to accomplish as I get to college and stuff. But just to be like in a moment where, like to me, like I didn't think signing was that important until like I the moment and like everyone was around, you know, like coaches that have coached me like all my life or from like the start of when I started playing. Um, it, I just felt really accomplished. I'm super excited to play with, um, just to play at Oregon and compete at a high level. And I can't wait for that. It's kind of strange because last year's 2020 class had five five-star recruits. By the way, we should note Taylor is also a five-star recruit. So Oregon continuing that five-star pipeline. That's like six straight recruits that have all been five stars. <laughs> is it is it kind of weird, Taylor, though? Like this class, you're the only signee in this class. Last year they had five, but you're the only one this year. Like, is that kind of just a little strange for you that you're there's not like you're not sharing this moments with other other players in your class? Um, yeah, but at the same time, I know Kelly's been recruiting um people in my class. Uh, more like post mm -hmm. um so I mean I know that I'm probably gonna have at least like a teammate or so I think I just committed super early for yeah. my class yeah. but yeah it is kind of strange because it's like I can't I mean I shared the moment with like you know Sid and Kylie and all them they called me and stuff but it was still like like no one in my class and like usually like you have like a good like two or three people that you sign with and stuff well, so yeah, you, you mentioned that you talked with um, Sydney Parrish, Kylie Watson. What's the relationship with like with those? I know that and the strange thing here is that you haven't met any of these people in person, I don't think, or maybe you have on like the AAU tournament tour, but like, this is um, all, is this basically all via like, like Zoom, Skype, phone calls? Like how do you build these relationships with your um, teammates? Yeah, so Sid and Kylie, actually, um, I've known them for like a couple years now because we both got invited to... Um, Blue Star 30. Okay. So, like, I've been to, like, in USA. So, like, I've been to camps with them before. So, like, I know of them and, like, played with them before or played against them. And then um, Tiana Pow Pow. Um, I met her when I was in San Diego for, like, a tournament, like, a year ago. I didn't really know her like that until, like, I knew she committed to Oregon. Like, we both knew we were committed. Um Angelina, like, I just know her through, like, social media. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, a lot of them I just know through – well, besides Kylie and – I know them. Uh, and then everyone else, like, Sedona and all them. I know them from when I came out there um, for my visit. But, yeah, a lot of it has been just through, like, FaceTime. Like, uh, my signing day, Sid called me, Kylie called me, texted me, um, Taylor texted me, Sedona texted me. Like, everyone – they all made me feel welcome. I mean, they know me because I've been up there before. That's pretty cool that, like we said earlier, you're the only signee from 2021, but you, you get to feel like you're involved with it, everything and, you know, kind of yeah. included in the whole process here. Um, have you talked with them much about what, what it's been like being on campus since I know they're, they're, they're uh, starting yeah. to prepare for a season right now? Yeah, I talked to Sid. Um, I asked her, like, how's practice been? Like, how is it, you know, living in the dorm stuff? 
and she was saying like it's super cool um she said no one's really homesick like everyone's happy to be there um, she said, of course, like practice because they're a new group, like they do struggle, but the potential to be like super good. Um, just says like the relationships and how close they've gotten with each other and stuff is like good too. It seems fun. Like they just seem so happy. Like she's called me like I'm many times and like she always seems so happy and it's like just good to see like, you know, someone happy to be in like that type of environment. Well, especially for Sydney, I mean, she's coming all the way across the country. I mean, you're a little closer in Nevada. Yeah. A little culture shock. Yeah, probably. I'm not far. They're from <laughs> like, a, uh, yeah, like Kylie and Sid, like they come from like far. So I know like missing like their parents, you know, just home, like, and still like, you know, producing and practicing, you know, giving it their all. I think you're a little unique to those players we're just talking about. I don't, I'm, I look at the roster and I don't see anyone that looks or plays exactly like you. Um, I think you've got a different skill set. Uh, kind of, how do you differentiate yourself from some of the players that you'll be joining next year? Um, I, the, my ability to defend at an elite level, like, not only will I contribute offensively, regardless if it's scoring, passing, right. rebounding, but like on the defensive end, like I'm pretty elite on the defensive end. Like I'll guard their best player. Like, you know, um, I mean, I don't think you find many players that can do both at an elite level. Um, I would also say like my leadership. When I at Oregon, like I don't see like anyone who, plays exactly how I play and if anything like I feel like I would like those are like more like pieces to the puzzle like that makes us more like dangerous whenever I do get there right because like of course like if I drive in and I have Sid in the corner like I'm kicking it out and she's hitting like you know what I mean like so I feel like yeah I also think and maybe it's just some of the recent highlights I've seen your ability to go left and spin into the lane that it kind of I know it was funny because I posted on our message board, people were saying it kind of looks like Satu. Um, is that a comparison you, you've heard at all or is that new? Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that before. I also, I love Satu. Like, I love her game. Um, it's actually, like, very awkward because I'm not, I'm not left-handed at all. Mm-hmm. So the fact that, like, like, my left hand is nicer than my right hand is, like, <laughs> what? Because I'm right, I'm dominantly right-handed. And, like, I feel like I make more and I'm more efficient my left hand than I am like my right so yeah it is it is weird but no I do like study her game and I love I love how she plays she's she's so smooth like when you watch her on film like and people who are smooth on film like they're hard to guard in person because they're pretty like smooth on film like it's pretty hard to guard someone like that in person you mentioned uh, just how good you are defensively, and I totally, obviously, totally agree. Having watched your tape, and I actually watched like YouTube has a couple complete games from I think your sophomore season or something like that. But you're just so I guess aggressive in the passing lane. Um, where where did that come from? Is that something? Is, is that like I know your dad was a former college basketball player and your basketball family, but like where did that defensive mindset come from? Um. So yeah, like my dad has embedded like a lot of stuff in me, but I would definitely say like my high school coaches, Coach Whites and Coach Lutman. Um, because like that's for us at Centennial, like that's our bread and butter. Like our defense opens up like our whole game and we play, I think I've gotten to a point like with defense at Centennial play full court man game. 
like as soon as the ball out like we're fronting we're not letting them catch the ball and we're guarding from in line to in line like so I think I've just gotten I've gotten used to it because I've been doing that since my freshman year so yeah but I would definitely say they have brought I think another thing they brought more of a like they showed me how my potential and like what I can do like defensively and it it all comes down to like effort it really does because defending isn't easy so I would say it all comes down to effort. I think another thing I've noticed is when you first committed, I think you were listed at 5'11 on all the websites. And now I'm seeing you at six foot one. You looked maybe even slightly taller than that. And in, in, in on, on the tape I've seen, is, is six foot one accurate or what's your height right now? Um, I, okay, I say I'm like six feet, you know, but probably six foot one with basketball shoes on because you know they give you like an extra inch. But <laughs> okay. when I went to the doctor, actually, they told me that I'm barely six feet. Okay, so maybe it is 5'11". <laughs> yeah, but I don't feel like – but then I see people, like, I'm not that much shorter than them, and I'm like, there's no way. Like, if you're 6'3", and I'm right here at your shoulder, like, there's no way that I'm barely – I don't know. But, like, the doctors change – it depends. Like, sometimes I go to, like, get my physical or something, and one doctor will say, like, oh, you're six feet, and then another one will say, like, mm, you're barely. And so, like, I don't know. But they do list me as, like, six one, six feet on paper. Do you have a feel for, like, what position Oregon wants to play you at? I know you can play all three guard spots. I know that's what Kelly said in the quote. But, like, do you feel like you're a two? Do you feel like you're a three? Could you play, like, four in a really small lineup? I mean, kind of how do you see yourself? Um, I can see myself, of course, like the one through three. But I would say um, point guard. But as you know, like, watching Oregon, like, they don't really have, like, a selected point guard. You know, like, the, the oh, four yeah. is so spaced out that – once you get the ball, like, someone's coming to set you in – like, anyone could be the point guard, if that makes sense, you know? So, like – and he was telling you, like, Sabrina wasn't – was, you know, like, their two or three. And, like, as you saw, like, on tape, like, she was the one, like, bringing the ball up, coming off picks, you know? So, I think I would say point guard spot. But his offense is just so amazing that, honestly, I feel like I would do fine anywhere. How How has – I don't want to go too much into the coronavirus, but how has COVID changed? Because I know you're still playing and obviously training like crazy, but like, how is that? Like, what's the weirdest part of how that's changed? Maybe you're like, obviously your junior season gets cut short. And like, how, how has that changed everything for you? I would definitely say, well, actually like for my junior, my junior season, we actually got to finish. Oh, okay. So like I ended up winning state and like we, we finished, but um, I would say like it, it was very it's very awkward because like we're kind of like on lockdown. I mean, things have gotten better over time, but I definitely think it helped because for me, um, during this whole quarantine, all I've been doing is perfecting my shot. And like with shooting, I've learned that it's just confidence and repetition. So like getting in the gym every day, shooting on the shooting machine, like, you know, of course I can handle the ball and get to the basket. So, like, I, I work on that stuff, but, like, not as much as I put in time to working on my shooting. And I think it's helped a lot because uh, when I did get to play, like, I went to, I think my first, I don't remember what the date was, but I had been working out since quarantine had started, hadn't played any games. Like, the last game I had played against girls was my state championship game. Wow. And I think, like, I played in, like, was it August or I think it was August like I went to like an open run with just girls and like it felt good to you know like like I was making shots like shooting more than I normally would and it like felt good because like I work on my game so much that for me not to shoot is like 
it's like annoying like you work on it so much <laughs> and then um just getting to play like I think COVID like well for me like I don't know about everybody else but for me like it helped me like lock in more because I have time like the world's the world stopped so like I have time <laughs> to to like you know not that other people aren't working but like I had time to perfect things and take more time on things like every day in the gym like I do shooting which which I need because when I get to Oregon like, I'm gonna have I'm have to shoot like so you know, it's, you're not the first, I kind of expect you to say something like that because I spoke to probably half a dozen high school football players up in this area, and that was their answer for all of them. It's like, I've gotten so much better with the fundamentals, the techniques, gotten stronger, worked on my body because like their days are changed now because there's not much, much in school learning and there's not as much commitments that you can go do and you can kind of focus on stuff. So, hey, that's great. And I, I'm sure you're probably feeling like, I know this is not what anybody wants to be doing, dealing with right now, but like maybe there's a little bit of a blessing in disguise. Of being able to just kind of work yeah, on the craft. Definitely. Cause it's been like I know here in Vegas, they like like my birthday, like I couldn't do much for my birthday because they were starting to close like everything down was in March. Yeah. And like it's November now and like we're still wearing masks. There's still like, you know, big talk of COVID. So it's been a while. Like so I mean like I at first like when um Corona just started um I was doing like you know like ab um, workouts um like speed and agility going to run a mile like doing stuff like that so that when I do clear whenever the world you know isn't on lockdown anymore like I'm still in shape and not like super winded whenever I do get back on the court and then they started opening up the gym so then I just started working out more I do want to go through a little bit of your family history because I know your dad Lamar I think he played at UNLV correct Mm-hmm. Okay, talk talk to me a little bit about what it's like growing up with a parent that is a star basketball player, and like, and not that you did you feel pressure, but like, what was it like just growing up like with a dad who is a like a college basketball player? And I don't know, he probably played a little bit professionally. What what was that like? It was actually like amazing. Like as a kid, actually, like you're not gonna believe. Me. As a kid, I was a cheerleader. Like I didn't do. <laughs> I wanna. I was super girl. Like I still am girly, but like I was super like when I was little so like at my dad's like um comms like I would dress up as like a rebel cheerleader and like cheer for him and plays football plays football so like I would for his team too and then my dad actually done playing with um college he coached high school and then started his own AAU team so I always around it and it wasn't more so like you know I would just you know just sitting and watching them practice like yells and, like, I shoot around on the side baskets, but it was, like, never anything serious. And mm-hmm. then one day, I asked my parents, like, like I told them, like, I want to play basketball. And, like, they literally laughed at me because they were, like, <laughs> what? Because, like, I was a cheerleader. Yeah. And so, like, they were, like, what? And so, like, it was definitely something that wasn't, like, my dad. That's one thing I'll give my dad. Like, it wasn't something he made me do. It was something that, like, I came to him about. And to this day, like, my dad and I are super close. And I know what I would do without him when it comes to basketball because my mom is not a like sport type person at all. Okay. So like I think yeah, I thank God for my dad seriously because I don't like with decision making and just everything. And like I um like to this day like he's still yes my dad is my coach but like he's never been like 
the type of parent that'll like you know sit on the bench with me like have to actually coach me like that's one thing like my dad and I talked about when I first started but like when I first started like you know getting good because I did suck like oh I, I was bad but <laughs> wait how, um, how, how old were you when you started though like just really quick I was like seven or eight okay so it wasn't that late I thought maybe it was like 12 oh no like seven or eight it was like third fourth grade okay but I was bad like there's footage on YouTube if I could find it like I was bad like um but my dad would tell me that um like me and my dad would have conversations as I, I was getting better and better that like I always would want him to be my dad not my coach and that's why like people always ask me like oh well your dad has an AU team like if you were to if he was to have a girls team would you play for him and I'm like I, I wouldn't because like I like my dad as my dad like not my coach now of course he keeps it real with me he works me out sometimes you know but like he's not I think people sometimes like I've seen people's relationship with their parents like get ruined by that. Mm-hmm. And like, that was my biggest fear. So I didn't want, I didn't want that to happen with mine. And this is how it's like, how it's pretty much ending type thing. So I don't know. Like I do like my dad's the only person in the house that's played basketball besides me. Like my brother played in middle school, but like he wasn't good. He's more of a football player. He just did it for like fun. So, like, it is good, and the knowledge he gives me because he's played at a level like that before, so it helps a lot. All right, I'm kind of throwing a dart at the dartboard here, but uh, Troy Brown went to Centennial as well, and he went to Oregon. Is that somebody you you know at all, or is that just, like, is that just a random connection? Um. So, yeah, actually, I do know him. I know his dad, too, and his sister. His sister actually used to play um, for my coach my coach at Centennial now. Okay. Um, and my dad and his dad are, like, super good friends. And I would always tell myself, like, it is crazy because, like, he was one of the best players here in Vegas. And he mm-hmm. went to Oregon. Like, and so um, he is someone I – and now he's a pro. Yeah. So, like, now I definitely I, – I definitely look um, – he's someone I look up to. Um, but, yeah, like, it's, it's super inspiring. Like, it is because, like, I never put two and two together that, like, oh, wow, like, he did used to go here. Mm-hmm. and like now he's going to or now well he went to Oregon and then he's pro now and he's doing good so yeah the, my parents um his dad comes to the girls games a lot okay so like I get to see his dad a lot all right and we'll just end it here I know you're not enrolling until next summer what are some things you want to work on you I talked about your shot earlier but what are some things what's some kind of growth areas you want to achieve before you enroll next summer um I want to get um I want my legs to get stronger um in terms of like being more explosive like like not off the dribble but just more so like my vertical like jumping and stuff um because I think it'll help also like for with my shooting getting to a spot and just being able to like shoot over someone opposed to having to like you know be wide open or you know what I'm saying yeah um I'd also say um, I'd say being less passive. Like Kelly tells me all the time, like you're such an unselfish player, and like it's it's amazing because it's harder to get someone who's selfish to pass the ball than it is for someone who's unselfish to shoot the ball or to make more, like do more. Yeah. So I would say just less passive and taking my shots. Um. I'm I'm a perfectionist and it's really bad. So when 
I, I could be open for a shot and miss, and I, it could be a good miss. And I'll get the ball again and be, like, wide open, and I won't shoot it because I just missed. And I know that's bad. And, like, that, that's – but, I mean, I've gotten a lot better at it, but I feel like I need to stop worrying about – I worry about missed shots because when I shoot, it's like I'm not shooting to miss. Like I'm shooting to miss. when I do miss, it's frustrating. So I would say that thing else. Taking when my like it's my shot and not being so passive. Like even if I'm passive, um, and my teammates make the shot, you know, like and I get an assist. It like sometimes like you gotta like if I was your coach, I would just sit you down because you're never gonna know. You know what I'm saying? Like you're mm-hmm. never gonna shoot the ball or shoot your shot because, because you missed or you're you're trying to make the the correct correct play when you're the you're the you're the play. So I would say that's something else I would want to work on. All right, Taylor. Well, it's been a blast talking with you here for the last twenty or so minutes. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. Um, and I guess to all those listening, thank you for listening. And we will talk to you later on the Otson Audible's podcast. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.